This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm going to be discussing communication. Now, there's a lot of ways we can implement effective communication into our core relationships in our life, being those either romantic relationships, friendships, family, etc. Now, when it comes to communication, there can be some issues, and it is a major point of problems for a lot of people when it comes to their interpersonal or even business relationships. The fact of the matter is conflict is going to come in our lives, whether we like it or not, and it gets dealt with in different ways. Sometimes people can be listening to you when you're talking or discussing really important issues that are you know, very important to you, but they might not really be hearing what you're saying. And someone might have a different way of dealing with something than you do. So it's important to have those conversations where you can get on a common ground about stuff. Now, listening oftentimes is something we do with our ears, but really hearing an individual comes from the heart. You really have to feel that through your heart. And I think when you get into situations where there is conflict and you have to do some conflict resolution, it gets down to the point when communication enters into it, you have to think about, do you want to be right or do you want to resolve the issue? You know, because that person could have some really valid points. You could have some really valid points, but at the end of the day, what do you want to do? Do you want to be like, no, you did this and that and what you did is wrong and receive that validation? Because I think when it comes to conflict resolution, there are ways that you can both have the validation of your feelings, but then also get to a resolution and actually find what's going to work at the end of the day so that you guys can continue to move forward or end it, whatever it is. You know, I think we have to be weary that sometimes we can be quick to anger or quick to be angered about certain things because of past experiences. We might be triggered for certain reasons. It's important to gain that self-awareness about your triggers and to be able to communicate those to another person that takes a lot of self-reflection and time with yourself and really looking at how you handle certain situations and how you want to handle those differently potentially. It's a very internal and very personal practice to keep for yourself that is important to invest in long term. So when it comes to these types of situations, you're able to deal with it with a little bit more grace and ease and hopefully reach a positive result on the end of it. Now, I'm going to go through some things that are really not effective when it comes to communication And the first thing is silence. Now, a lot of times when people get in arguments or they are mad at somebody or confused about something, silent treatment can be a very, very easy way to neutralize in their, you know, in maybe one person's opinion, the situation of just like, okay, I need to calm down or I'm pissed at this person and I'm going to send them a message by not saying anything. And silence is golden because if I don't say anything disrespectful, 
then they can't come at me for that. And then they're going to feel distance from me. So that's going to make them uncomfortable. So, you know, that can be a narcissistic tactic in a sense of giving someone silent treatment to make them ruminate over their thoughts and take advantage of a person who might be susceptible to that rather than give the person peace of mind that whatever's going on will work towards a resolve. That's a whole different situation, but silent treatment can be used in narcissistic abuse, and it's important to be aware that that is potentially what might be going on if you're in a relationship or have a friendship with someone who is doing that. Um, Just because someone gives you silent treatment doesn't necessarily mean that they are a narcissist. They may have narcissistic tendencies or um, they may flux in and out of that, but that's really kind of more along the lines of a psychologist to give a proper diagnosis about that, but it's something to be aware of nonetheless. Now, this oftentimes shows up, again, when people are in arguments and they just don't want to find a resolve, but at the end of the day, if you go silent about something, then you're not going to have your needs met either. You know, people oftentimes have expectations about things and they're like, okay, well, I need this a certain way. Or they might expect that their friend or their partner is going to, you know, be coming over and they might have this particular kind of experience on a holiday or a birthday or an event or a weekend that they have planned. And they might have all these expectations. And when those aren't met, the person can get upset and might not handle it that well. So it's important to vocalize whatever your expectations are and be like, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. Um, You know, this is what I want out of this relationship. These are my intentions, blah, blah, blah. Go through that. Have the conversations. That way it's out in the open and you're not leaving the other person guessing and trying to fulfill whatever you want. And I understand this. You know, I have friends in my life that are you know, they have their their boyfriends and they want them to figure things out on their own and be like, why doesn't he just get it? You know, why doesn't he just do that on his own or whatever? It's like to an extent, you know, there there can be something said about, you know, guys don't know everything that you want and vice versa. There needs to be that communication there. So don't expect the person that you're with to know everything. There are certain things that you can communicate in a positive way that will lead towards a better result. Silent treatment is not the way to go when it comes to that. Another thing can be shutting down. When you shut down, it, you know, often is an act to try to seek to take control of a situation. When you get in the pattern of keeping score in that respect, no one's really going to benefit from that because, you know, I feel like it's much healthier to have it a an outlook on giving and being of service and knowing that like you're giving from a place that's unconditional. It's important to practice that. I feel like whether you're doing volunteer work or you're helping somebody make a connection in their life or you're just doing something out of genuine care for another person or love for another person, don't expect that person to reciprocate. I think it's important to remain open-minded that the universe or God may bless you in other ways in your life that you would not otherwise receive, um, you know, because your heart is open. 
So don't expect it to come from that person, though, because I feel like that's where a lot of people can get stuck and be like, oh, well, the blessing's not coming in this way that I thought I needed it to come in. And, you know, I don't know if, you know, whatever people can ruminate over that and they might be totally missing, you know, all these other amazing things that are going on in their life and all these other ways that they are being incredibly blessed and all these other miracles that are happening in their life, as small or as grandiose as they may be. So, you know, when you're keeping score with another person, I would say just get out of a habit with that. Do things because you want to do them. Do things out of service because you genuinely want to and you don't expect anything from that individual and that you know that the universe God has you and is going to bring some other beautiful thing into your life and it may not come from that person or that situation but get in the habit of being of service and doing good in your community now if you do think that you're giving so much to a relationship and that's not being reciprocated in an appropriate way that that person should be reciprocating that's for you to judge and be like you know what maybe I'm giving so much, you know, and when I think about this, it really comes um, one of an example that comes to mind is like some of the mothers that really invest so much time in like volunteering for their kids and school and all this and they neglect themselves. And sometimes it's easier for them to be like, no, I'm going to do a lot for the kids and the school and that'll be where I put my time. I don't really want to deal with maybe myself or my health or my own issues. I just want to invest all my time in that. As admirable as I think that can be, I think that is really important to make sure you're taking care of yourself before you're doing things for other people because you may end up feeling very resentful about the fact if something doesn't work out and you poured all that information or that energy into that and you may be like, oh my gosh, like I sacrificed all of this stuff in my life and look, I've whatever, like gained all this weight. I have lost all this time that I could have done all these other things and this didn't work out. It's like you have to realize that everything in life is not going to end up the way that you want it to be. There are so many other kind of metaphorically speaking algorithms and equations going on that are completely out of your control. So just go into situations knowing that. And um, don't store up resentment because that will really just be a ticking time bomb that will really hurt you more than anything. Now, I think it's important when it comes to this concept of storehousing that you get through the situation rather than get over it. You know, people say that a lot when they just are talking to somebody like, oh, just get over it, you know. I think in my experience, getting through different situations in my life, you really have to go through it. You have to go through the dark tunnel in order to get to the light on the other side and really do the healing and the work on the way through that in order to get through it. Because if you get over it, it still remains. Yeah, it's still there. You don't alleviate whatever happened and it's it, you're still going to be carrying that with you if that makes sense. You know, if you're continuing to harbor all these bad behaviors in your life or you might be triggered by something and then you end up doing something really out of character and then you're like, it hurts you because that's not something that you would normally do. But then you end up doing it and you're like blaming yourself for it when it could be dealt with and forgiven in a totally different way. Maybe you need to pray on it. Maybe you need to do some type of a spiritual practice that allows you to release that, talk with a friend, whatever you need to do, 
take accountability for what you can heal in a relationship and don't allow those things to build up because it's not going to get anywhere if that happens. Now, I think it's really important to always show people love regardless of whatever they're going through. I genuinely believe that people are doing the best that they possibly can in their life. And it is a sign of strength really to be able to show people love in really challenging situations. And this can be really difficult when it comes to family members, close relationships, close friendships, because you know them so well and you would think that they know not to do certain things or not to trigger certain things and that they know you well enough to not contribute to that. However, people don't always know. And people sometimes lose their cool and they don't take responsibility for their emotions and then they end up dumping it on you. So if you're able to respond with kindness and take the high road, if you will, in these situations, oftentimes it will lead towards a better conflict resolution and better communication in the long term. Because the fact of the matter is there will be difficult situations that you'll go through with friends and close family members and people that you care about. And you want it to end up making you stronger, not weakening the relationship and showing a lot of character flaws and having regrets about how you handled it, you know, like days, months, years later and be like, oh, I could have handled this differently, which is important to process and not ruminate on that stuff too much and just forgive yourself that you did the best that you could at that time. But be honest with yourself when you're going into these situations. Are you really doing the best you possibly can? Are you really approaching the situation with love and trying to find a resolve? You know, because sometimes when people are coming to us with problems, they're not just coming to us with that specific problem. The root of that problem could be that their mom is dealing with cancer. The root of that problem could be that they are really, really stressed out at work. The root of that problem could be that they ate pie and they felt sick now and they feel bad about themselves. You don't know what people are dealing with. You know what I'm saying? What comes off at face value isn't always what it is. So just to be kind to people in their process takes a lot of strength. And I think, honestly, it will lead towards more positive communication down the line. Now, suppressing is another thing that is different than stockpiling and different than storehousing in the sense that you are using some type of external behavior, habit, substance um, to mask whatever is going on. Now, what's on the inside will eventually come out. You know, I feel like the truth usually comes out in a matter of time when it comes to many situations in life. And if you have true feelings about something, there's only so long you're going to be able to suppress it. Now, oftentimes if people are bitter about something, sometimes they can suppress certain comments, but then it'll come out through sarcasm and it will come out in a way that is very passive aggressive because they don't really maybe have the courage to say exactly like what you did bothered me and I don't like that. They might be like, oh, well, you just handle things that way. You know, they might come out with like these snarky comments that really doesn't do anything because it puts the other person in a defensive place rather than trying to find a solution to that problem, helping that underst- helping the other person understand why you may feel that way how they can do things differently and what subtle changes, if there are any, that they can make that 
can communicate whatever their point is, but also be respectful to you as well. Now, another thing is self-serving. This comes to meet the concept where you are taking the approach that I will meet my needs. I'm not going to rely on somebody else to do it. And that doesn't really help communication because I look at this with, you know, some of my close friends. They may come to me with their issues and discuss that they really wish their partner would do this or that. They really wish their boyfriend would do this or that or their girlfriend would do this or that. Now, when they go into be like, oh, well, like they don't want to enjoy this experience with me, so I'm just going to do it on my own. That's fine to an extent. However, if you are harboring resentment about it for a long period of time about that, that can cause issues. You might need to be like, you know what, it really means a lot to me if you join me in this particular activity. It would really mean a lot to me if we could share this experience together, whatever it is. But people can end up going to the extent of drugs, substance abuse, alcoholism, um, going into extramarital affairs, cheating on another person because they're not getting their needs met. Or they might be spending more time with other friends to do things, which I think is actually very healthy. You know, your your life partner or your person you're in a relationship with, it's not realistic to think that they are going to meet 100% of your needs. And I think it's really important to have other people in your life that you get to enjoy those things with. You know, you might really enjoy tennis and the person you're with maybe does not care at all about tennis. Maybe they like to golf. Maybe they like to watch basketball or go surfing or go hiking and you don't really care about those things. So you guys can do that stuff separately, but then you can come back together maybe go to dinner or something and like discuss what you went through or what you experienced or how your tennis match was or how their golf game was or whatever it is. Um, Just using those as examples. And there can be communication about that and genuine respect for each other's interests, but being able to experience that and share that and talk about it in a different way and maybe that will work for you. Um, But I think when it gets to the point where this person's really not meeting my needs, my eyes are starting to wander around for other options, that's not good as far as when it comes to communication about things. If you really have needs that you are very persistent and very, um, you really want them met by the person that you're with, then that's important to communicate because you might be able to find some middle ground that is healthy for both of you rather than completely eliminating that as an option and going ahead and doing something that may be very, very detrimental in the long term to your friendship or relationship. Another thing that does not get to the point and really create positive communication is subject hopping. Now, sometimes when people address issues they can all of a sudden start bouncing all over the place and be like, you know, I'm just going to take this in the context of like a parent-child relationship. Like the parent might be coming to the child about like, you know, I don't know if you're doing that well in school or like I feel like you're really distracted about this or that, but you also didn't sweep up the floor the way that I wanted you to. You didn't take out the garbage and you're just like, whoa, I'm so overwhelmed. You know, I feel like we've all had those experiences in um, our lives and things and I'm sure 
you know, people are perfect children to an extent, but let's be real here. You know, there's it's difficult to meet everybody's needs when they're always wanted to. But I think when you have an issue, it's important to objectively address it and stick to just that. And when you go into addressing that particular issue, stay focused. Don't let it bounce all over the place. Even though there might be other things that you want to discuss, save that for a different time or let the person know that you need to discuss several different subjects. But work on one resolve it, then go on to the next thing. If you start bringing all the different variables into play, it can seem like a much bigger issue that is going to be a lot more difficult to fix. It's going to put the other person on a lot of like a defensive side and they're going to be like, well, you do this and that and the other, whatever, you know. So take it one step at a time, take it one subject at a time. And, um, you know, I feel like that really allows you to get to what the root of the problem is, what the real problem is. You know, we don't want to necessarily bring everything up at the same time because honestly, it just causes confusion. You may have a lot of confusion about whatever these topics are that you want to bring up with this person, but if it's dropped on them like a bomb all at once, that may lead to a lot of confusion for them as well as how to solve all of it all at once. So stick to one subject and then move on to the next once that's resolved. Now, when it comes to things that can be done to work effectively in relationships, speaking kind words oftentimes turns away a lot of wrath. You know, silence is not kind, but when you're able to communicate with kind words, this is obviously something that works really, really well for people. And, you know, you never know how much like a kind comment or a kind thought or a kind word may mean to another person. You never know what people are going through. I cannot emphasize that enough, especially in a social media age where everybody posts their best moments all the time. Everybody needs upliftment and encouragement. Everybody needs some support from time to time. So be the person that is able to give and share that light rather than create more darkness in a person's world. You know, that's really a small thing oftentimes that people can do that will lead towards a better result in the long term. So speaking kindly to somebody, I know that I've had experiences in my past um, you know, I grew up around a lot of very straightforward mentors. There was no sugarcoating of anything. So to an extent, I know I had people tell me that they were like, gosh, you like walk around like you have like glass, like cuts of like shards of glass on your shoulders. And it just, you know, feels like you're, you know, hurting everybody that you're around, um, which might have been a really extreme way of saying it. When I was growing up, I really didn't care what people's opinion of me was. That's not what I lived for. And even growing up as a performing artist where I was going to dance competitions on a weekly basis and getting judged, getting critiqued, getting, you know, a mix of praises and critiques, but mostly critiqued. Um, That's just how it works. Um, You know, there's, you know, you could think that someone's just like, really cares about what other people think and that they would be seeking to impress whoever they're around. 
I don't really feel that way. I feel like for me, thankfully, I was around a lot of mentors that really sought to bring out the best qualities of me and refine the parts of me that could be refined in a way that would help the other good qualities about me shine and even bring light to some of those areas that needed work. Um, so, and constructive criticism is a key element in making all of that happen. You cannot, I believe, really get to a place where you are, you know, really achieving a lot in your life. If you, I don't feel like if you have, unless you have those mentors around you that are really helping you get there to a certain extent, or you have some source of inspiration or um, internal motivation that's helping you get there. So when I began pursuing different lifestyle habits, it was never to impress anybody. It was about me raising my standards in my life for what I wanted for myself and for what I wanted to accomplish and what I felt, you know, was the highest purpose of my life. So if other people didn't agree with what I was doing, I really didn't care. I was very much focused on achieving what I needed to because I knew that it was right for me and just going down that path of doing it. Um, You know, I think that there may have been times along that process where I may have come off really harsh to people sometimes. And, you know, my friends that know me know that they will get an honest opinion from me if they come to me and they ask me about certain issues and they don't always agree with what I have to say. And that's wonderful. I don't, you know, take any offense to that different, you know, ideas, different people, different opinions. That's what makes the world rich and diverse and beautiful. So, um, However, I think that it is usually good to kind of like sandwich things with a, a like compliments, you know, when you're giving constructive criticism. For example, if I'm working with a performer and they're like, how can I improve my score? How can I improve my performance? And be like, you know, your energy is really great. You could use a little bit more attention to details in regards to your technique. Make sure your legs are straight, your toes are pointed, you're elongating through your arms, shoulders rolled back and down, chin up, all these types of things but you're really working really hard. I see that and you're going to get there versus just throwing three critiques at them. It might be a little bit overwhelming depending on the performer. I feel like as you get into the industry a little bit more, you understand how things work. And I know I've talked about this on other episodes that I learned to crave constructive criticism in the sense that I knew that it was meant to help me improve. And I wanted to get to that state of improvement that's what I was seeking. I didn't want to stay at the same level and I really respected the opinions of the people that I was working with. If someone in your life is just being straight up abusive to you and being really mean to you and there's really no background behind it in the sense to help you become better and they're really just seeking to trigger you and break you down, then you need to show them the door. So, moving on to the next one when it comes to positive communication is to surpass what do I mean by that? Go beyond, go deeper, break down what was vulnerable um, in certain places in your life and, and discuss that with another person. Now, I find it really, really uncommon to see friendships or relationships where the other person, where people are trying to almost outdo each other with how much they are showing their love for the other person and being like, I really wanted to make you this. I wanted to bring you this. I wanted to do this for you. And the other person is doing the same thing. 
oftentimes I don't think we see a lot of issues um, in those relationships, maybe unless people are spending in a, a limited amount of resources on things or they're not really meeting the love language of that other person. They might be buying that person a lot of things when they're like, I don't really want all this stuff. I really just want to spend quality time with you. Um I really just want to communicate with you. I don't want you to just buy me stuff, you know? So that I can see where that there might be um, issues when it comes to that. But really, you want to go beyond your own boundaries. You want to go beyond what you think is um, where your limitations are and try to push beyond where you think that ends. And maybe you can really talk about a difficult time in your life or, a, you know, be vulnerable with a person that you care about and allow that whole process of discussing and communicating about it to be very healing for you. Now, it doesn't work for everybody, but talk therapy with a psychologist or psychiatrist can be really beneficial for some people. Some people like to talk to a spiritual healer. Some people like sound healing. Some people enjoy different um you know, tea ceremonies or whatever it is. People have a lot of different ways in which they find healing in their life. And I think it's important to be open-minded to what those may be for you. And don't judge what works for one person may not work for you at all. But if that person is doing what they can to do their best in their life and find the healing that they need and communicate the issue and let it go in the way that they need to, I think it's important to honor and respect that process as long as they're not hurting anybody in the process and really making it worse. You know, that's important. I feel like in relationships and friendships, it's important to know that you are doing your best for God, the universe, your highest calling, that you are doing that first and then putting that energy into the relationship. Because I think when it comes to even the concept of competition, compete, the Latin root of competition means strive together. Now, I know from my perspective, dealing with a lot of competition, which I still, you know, am in that realm completely with my dancers that I work with on a daily basis. It's important not only with them that they strive together within their own group, but also against and with not necessarily against, but really with the other teams, the other dancers that they may compete with. When everybody's bringing their A game, you really want to push yourself to a different level. And if you know that the other people aren't going to be trying that hard or, you know, there's no, you know, reward at the end or there's nothing that you're really fighting for, even if it's just a plastic trophy, you know, you may not push yourself as hard, but it's really that process of, Going the extra mile, pushing yourself beyond what you thought you were capable of and seeing what can happen when you do that. When you do that in your friendships and relationships with people, you surpass what the baseline standard would be and you're able to give from such a higher place of service. You're not keeping score with that person and what they did for you and whatever you know else you think you need from them. You're not ruminating over all of that. It's not important to you because you're there to really go beyond what you ever thought that you were capable of. And I feel like oftentimes in my life when I have personally done that, it allows me to grow and feel a lot more love in general, Um, love for myself that I would be willing to do that for another person, Um, 
love for that person. Um, and the other person really is on the receiving end of that love that I'm giving. So keep an open mind about all of that and really just take it step by step as far as surpassing and pushing the boundaries that you can push in your life. The other thing that will really, another thing actually that will really help is sharing. You know, again, we can get over things, but I think it's really important to be determined to get through things in life. And when you share what's on your heart with people that you care about in your life, you might be able to discuss other types of solutions that otherwise you would not be able to reach if you had not shared it with another person. You know, I remember discussing this early on in an episode with one of my best friends, Brittany. She was like, you know, when you're able to share and be vulnerable with another person, they might be totally loked up with like these resources that can help you and and um, help transform your health, transform your life, transform your business that you wouldn't otherwise have access to unless you let the, the person know like, hey, like, you know, I'm kind of struggling in this area. It's very vulnerable. People don't want to sometimes admit that they are dealing with different issues and they don't want to share that. However, when you're able to go through that strength of sharing something, you're able to have the opportunity to potentially receive help and to potentially receive compassion from a person. So don't deny yourself the ability to have that exchange. I totally understand that people can be like, no, I don't want to show my vulnerable side. I don't want people to know that I'm actually a human, you know, like we all are. It's okay. Like we're all going through things. Um, you're not alone. It can be difficult to open up because sometimes people have been burned in the past or another person has really broken their trust and they, it, it hasn't led to positive communication about whatever they're dealing with. But again, it goes back to, do you want to be right or do you want to find a resolution? You know, there might be really, really heavy topics. There might be infidelity within a relationship that someone does not want to share, does not want to bring up with the person they're in a relationship with. But eventually it will get to a point where if you suppress that long enough, eventually it will blow up in your face. So it's important to have that discussion to get through it and discuss, okay, why is this happening you know, because there are people that end up in relationships where they are unfaithful to each other and they are able to move on from it. And there are other times where people are unfaithful in their relationships and it breaks them. And, you know, that's a very, very personal individual decision for people in those relationships. However, I think really it does kind of come back down to whether you want to be right or whether you want to find a way to make it work. And I think especially in marriages as well, um, not that I have, you know, an incredible amount of experience when it comes to this. It does seem to be that for many people, it is a choice of whether they want to make it work, whether it's reasonable that it will work. Um, for some people, it's like they really just it's better for them to not be married anymore for both people and even for the children. It's better for them to not be in a relationship. Um, and that comes through communication as far as knowing if that's the best decision to make. Now, when you are sharing these things, it does open you up to different responses that you may receive from this person. And again, it's important to speak kind words 
and it's important to have different grounding techniques in your life that will allow you to manage your emotions, manage your stress, that will allow you to do that. So incorporating those things into your life through a meditation practice, through different healthy healing habits you have in your life can be very, very important in the grand scheme of things. Another thing that's really important is to submit. What I mean by this is submit your thoughts to the universe, submit your thoughts to God, almost like you're writing a letter and being like, okay, universe, this is what's going on. What do you think? And just kind of meditate on it and see what comes to you. Because sometimes that other person might not be the issue. Sometimes the problem is you. Sometimes you're the person who is causing these issues in your life and it has nothing to do with the other individual because you might be thinking, oh, this person's treating me a certain way and that's why I'm going and doing this certain behavior and, you know, it's their fault. I have nothing to do with it when it's like, "Mm, yeah, you might have something to do with it. So submitting that to a higher power or even just kind of thinking it through, evaluating a situation before you address it with someone can be really, really important to make sure that it is actually maybe something that they are doing and that it isn't just you. Um, there are times when there that is far more obvious than others. I think in the cases of abuse, in the cases of um you know, things of that nature where it's either physical or emotional, emotional, that can be really important to take into consideration. The next thing you can do is release. What I mean by this is release it similar to the way you submit if you have a question. Release the information to God or the universe or someone you know you can trust, like a close friend in your life before maybe discussing it with the person. You can then just take off that tension that you're dealing with and rather than exploding on the person, you're able to process that energy with a little bit more of peace of mind. You don't have to be having all that, you know, if you're really stressed out about something and you go to that person first off, you may be more emotionally activated about it than you would be otherwise if you take that time to break it down a little bit first, talk about it with someone else first, and then approach it in a calm manner. Now, the another thing that is really effective when it comes to communication is spouse serving or friendship serving relationship serving type behaviors. Now, serving is placing another's needs before your own. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard people talk about their marriages and talk about how crucial this is in regards to making things work when it comes to compromise and how detrimental it can be if this particular factor is not in the equation for a relationship that is not working You know, if someone is very focused on their own needs and is kind of selfish and they're like, well, I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that and I don't want to do it even if it makes you unhappy, that relationship might not last too long, just going to say, you know, but if you have somebody who is like, you know what, this makes that person so happy, so even though it's not my favorite thing to do, 
I want to see them happy and I want to do this for them. Now, I think this kind of crosses a line a little bit when it comes into being a martyr. Now, if you really feel like tortured by doing whatever this is, and it's not like one of those activities that's fun and getting you out of your comfort zone and, you know, you're breaking through something. It's it's really not from that perspective and you really feel like what's going on is hurting you. That's a totally different situation. But putting someone else's needs before your own is kind of just having a little bit of grace with that person and allowing them to experience their happiness and be happy that they are experiencing their happiness. So it's like their happiness is just as important as your own. And it's almost like you're not able to be fully happy if you're not seeing them and knowing that they're happy. So, uh, you know, like a example I want to bring up for this is you might be totally stoked, you know, not communicating with your girlfriend or boyfriend or your husband or wife or whoever it is or your friend. But they might be like, I really need to hear from you on a daily basis. I really want to know what's going on in your life. I want to talk to you over the phone. I want to FaceTime with you. I want to hear from you. You know, why aren't you calling me? It makes me feel really alone. You might be like, oh, well, I have my freedom and I have stuff to do. And like, I don't really, you know, care to check in on you and see how you're doing or let you know what's going on in my day because that's inconvenient. Someone could take that approach or they could be like, wow, okay, like if this is really important to you, I want to make sure that you're feeling comfortable and happy in this relationship. So I'll take that, you know, 20 seconds out of my day to check in with you and just send you a text letting you know that I care about you or ask you how you're doing or let you know what's going on. You know, that's a small compromise that can be made. And it's like, maybe that's not your favorite thing to do. Maybe you really don't care about it as much as the other person, but because it makes them happy, because it speaks to their particular love language, that type of communication will help your overall communication at the end of the day. So being open to loving a person the way they need to be loved, even though it's different than how you appreciate and maybe want to receive love in your own language. The last thing you can do is spotlight. Allow God, universe, spirit, whatever, to heal an issue before you try to resolve it. Allow yourself to put that issue out into the open, metaphorically, energetically speaking, and just pray about it, think about it, discuss it with a person if you really feel like you need to, but don't hide it within yourself. Let it come up. Let it come up emotionally, let it come up physically, let it come up verbally if necessary, and maybe do it in isolation, maybe do it with somebody that you trust, whatever you feel like is comfortable for you. But allow yourself to be comfortable in knowing that you don't always have to have the answers for everything. It doesn't always have to be you that initiates everything that happens. You know, I say this pretty often on the podcast. It's like, you're not in control of much in life and someone argue, some could argue that we're not in control of anything in our lives. We have a lot of influence over our actions and behaviors, but as far as when it comes to control, 
that's really unreasonable to believe that we have full control over anything. There are always things that can sneak in and go wrong. You know, even when I look at the um, process of creating a production, whether it be a musical or, you know, a showcase of choreography or dance or, you know, musicians, anything, you could have somebody who's sick that day. You could have someone who had a concussion the day before and all of a sudden everything has to be realigned. You could have a costume that rips or someone forgets their shoes or someone is having a fight with another person. Like there's all this stuff that goes on behind the scenes with people that you never really know about. And it's important to just keep those factors into the process. We can always hope for the best, but that doesn't always mean that it's going to turn out the best. However, if you're able to take that time to shine a spotlight on the issue, really focus your energy and your attention on finding a solution to it or being open to a solution speaking to you, when you're able to put it out there in the open, It will allow you to communicate about it either with a higher power or just with yourself and you're going to be able to most likely reach a solution for whatever that issue is a little bit sooner. So also I think it's important to put things out in the open in the sense when it comes to communicating with another person because just in general... There are other people that have other perspectives about things in our life other than our own. And it's important to know that they can help in certain aspects. You don't have to be the strong person that's carrying all this weight on your shoulders. You can discuss things with people. You don't have to be carrying these burdens. And I understand in this time, in this day and age, there are a lot of people that are carrying these huge burdens on their backs that people in their lives may know nothing about. And I think that level of stress can lead towards things like chronic degenerative disease in sneaky ways. It can affect people's stress levels. They can end up developing cancer because of it. I genuinely believe that. If you are not having the highest level of communication possible in your life, it is not going to allow you to reach a higher level of potential in your life by being able to have that aspect of your lifestyle and, you know, relationships taken care of. In relationships, I feel like there's always a little bit of a balancing act, and you have to be able to trust other people that comes really from teamwork. It's like, that's where I get to be strong, is to be able to support you. Even just thinking of like a soccer team, or a basketball team, or a football team, so any type of like sports team. Everybody has their different role, and everybody's able to do their part hopefully to be able to accomplish whatever the goal is and you may not be able to you know carry the ball or dribble the ball or whatever in a certain situation because you're getting blocked by these other things metaphorically in your life and you need to bounce that idea off another person and maybe they can help you or pass that ball back to you when the time is appropriate and you're going to be able to accomplish and make that score that you need to in your life. So, you know, I think it's different when it's a one-on-one situation, but we do acquire our own teams in our life. You know, we're born into a certain family and people say this all the time. It's like there's the family that you're born into and there's the family that you choose to have in your life. The family that you choose to have in your life is a team of people and 
I think it's important to make sure that you're having open communication with the people in your life. There might be certain people that you trust more with certain information and others that you don't um, for whatever reasons. Everybody has the reasons as to why they may feel more or less comfortable talking with a person about certain things. However, I hope that these things that I discuss can help improve the connections and the relationships that you have in your life with the people that you care about and that it can overall be a positive thing that you incorporate in your communication styles for years to come. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to sapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.